بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ونسلی علی رسوله الكریم اما بعد منی ساتیز و wanting to know about the aspect of what is bayat all about and what is this aspect of islah and tasawuf so that is the purpose of this little discussion now just to understand the background to this that bayat this is something which is established from rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam one is that the bayat that the sahaba took on the hands of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the bayat of islam when anybody accepted islam so that was a bayat that he took but apart from that the bayat wasn't confined only on that occasion there are many instances in the hadith where some sahabi nabi sallallahu asked him won't you take bayat so he says i've already become bayat he says no again and on specific amal for example hazrat jarir ibn abdullah bajali radiyallahu an nabi took bayat from him upon among other things al-nushi likulli muslimin now this was after he had accepted islam he took bayat from him upon being a well-wisher for every muslim now this was a specific aspect which is a general teaching of deen but for the emphasis took this bayat from him so his incident is then famous well known that how he adhered to this that the person who was selling that horse to him and agreed to sell it for 300 and then he as the buyer raised the price to 400 then 500 and up to 700 so people asked him that you did a strange thing this person was ready to sell at 300 and you raised the price to 700 he says i know the value of this horse and that was its true value this person selling it didn't know the value and if i just bought it at that value i wouldn't have been his well wisher So therefore in his well wishing i raised the price to what its true value was now this was making amal on that bayat that he had taken there were some sahaba who took bayat on the hands of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam among other things that they won't ask anybody for anything so it's related in the ahadith that that person who took that bayat sometimes if he was sitting on his horse or his camel and this that whip that is normally carried along to spur the animal that fell from his hand so now a person is mounted on an animal a horse and something to to dismount and mount is a task so that stick fell or that whip fell and somebody was standing right there so he quickly dismounted and he picked up that whip and then he remounted the person standing they asked him i was standing right here all you should have just i would have picked it up and given it to you what difficulty would have they been in there for me why did you take the effort of dismounting and then now taking it so he said i made bayat on the hands of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that i will not ask anybody for anything so even this much of a favor to was asking somebody something so i was take the specific bayat was taken on from me i will adhere to that 
So these are just some examples that this is something that started off from Nabi Salaam's time. The bay'at that our mashayikh take is on this note. This is the line of that bay'at. That it is bay'at primarily on Tawbah. Bay'at on Tawbah, that a person sincerely makes Tawbah from all whatever issues there may be in his life. But then he needs to carry out the requirements of Tawbah. If it is pertaining to Hukukullah, then he needs to, besides make Tawbah, if for example, he missed his salah, he has to make the qaza of it. If he missed some fast, he has to make the qaza of that. He hasn't discharged his zakat, he has to pay back the past, etc. All these things. If it pertains to hukukul ibad, the rights of people, he has to make up that. He has to fulfill that as well. So this is the bay'at that our mashayikh take, the bay'at on tawbah, and the bay'at on a'mal. A'mal, one is the faraiz, the wajibat, sunnat muakkada that is the basic level and the essential aspects. Over and above that, whatever is prescribed for somebody, then he is encouraged to continue with that. But what the primary purpose of all this is, bay'at itself is sunnat, we call it sunnat, because that too is coming all the way from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, mustahab, but the objective is something apart from just becoming bi'ad. The objective of that is Islah. And Islah is simply, the crux of it is that there are two kinds of qualities that are in human beings or human beings do possess or should be possessing some of them and not be having some of them. They are what is known as the akhlaq hamida the good qualities, the good character and all the aspects of good akhlaq. So to acquire this and all the aspects of ba- all the bad qualities, all the evil qualities. So to get rid of this. So a person who undertakes bayat, the objective of that bayat is this reformation of the heart and reformation of one's character reformation of one's amal, that all the good that a person should have in him, he's making a concerted effort now to bring that into his life. All the things that should not be in his life, he's making an effort to get rid of these things. So a person who is undertaking this effort to bring these akhlaq hamida in his life, is undertaking the effort to get rid of the akhlaq razila, the evil qualities then this person is undertaking the objective of bayat. Bayat in itself is not a precondition for Islam. Bayat is a means of gaining a lot of barakat. It links a person to the unbroken chain all the way up to Rasulullah Generally, the silsilas of the mashayikh, which are recorded, and this entire tree and chain is in many places, many of the mashayikh, some of kitabs of theirs, you'll find the shajara, this entire tree, all the way up. So it generally comes up to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. And all the sahaba, they direct bayat was with Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa So one gets linked with this unbroken chain. So this becomes a source of great barakat and blessings. So that is one aspect. And together with that, bayat, the very word bay, it comes from bay. Bay means to sell. 
So what it actually means here is that a person is committing himself to somebody. So that is the other benefit of bayat if a person undertakes it genuinely, seriously. That he now has committed himself. And this commitment creates some kind of responsibility. And a person is now committed. So he has now, so to say, tied himself up in one direction. So that creates a kind of responsibility. And that assists, provided a person now is serious about moving in that line of Islam and Tazkiyah, so that Bayat assists now in him undertaking what is necessary and moving ahead. But in that, the key aspect is then the communication with the Sheikh. Because this Islam happens by means of this communication. One is the company of the Sheikh he will adopt whenever he can and follow the prescriptions what he has been given. But that following of the prescriptions is dependent on the communication. So when a person is regularly communicating with his Sheikh, whoever the Sheikh is, wherever he may be, and he is trying to fulfill whatever the advice is, wherever the difficulties may come in his way, challenges he may face, then he is raising that. He didn't manage to fulfill something, he will raise that. He is experiencing some spiritual problems, he will put that forward. He is making some progress, he will inform accordingly. So, In the light of all these things, some advice will be given. One Sahabi came to Rasulullah he was a young person and he came to Nabi and he came and said something which shocked all the Sahaba. He came and said, Ya Rasulullah, please give me permission to commit zina. The Sahaba were astounded. How can this person even ask such a thing? But now what he was actually doing was that there was something that he was struggling with. That he was battling with this emotion, this temptation. Not that he got involved in anything, but he was having the struggle within him. So he came and put forward his problem. But he expressed it in these words. So the Sahaba were really taken aback. But Nabi Islam very coolly and calmly responded to him. He called him forward and he asked him that would you like such a thing to be done with your daughter, with your sister, with your aunt, with your mother? Obviously who's going to ever, he said definitely not. Rasulullah replied to him that whatever and whoever you, you are going to commit such an act with, it's going to be somebody's daughter, it's going to be somebody's sister, it's going to be somebody's mother. And then he made dua for him. And it is stated in the ahadith that thereafter there wasn't anything more detested to him than this disgusting aspect of zina. But the lesson in this was that there was a problem that he experienced in terms of his heart that there was a strong inclination in a certain direction and he felt that now this was getting overwhelming. So he came and presented what the problem was. And with that barakat of that advice he took, that dua he took, Allah, after all the dua was from Nabi Wasallam. Allah's Nabi Wasallam put his hand on his chest, made dua for him. Allahumma tahir qalbah wa hassin farjah. Allah purify his heart and keep him chaste. And that became the barakat of that dua, that this became the most hated thing in his, in his heart. But this lesson is 
that this is that communication. When a person, Hazrat Hanzala radiallahu ta'ala found that little change in his heart, so he said this is a very serious problem. Now he took it as something very, very detrimental, something to be fatal to his iman almost. And he came out saying, Nafaka Hanzala. Whereas it wasn't so, it wasn't anything serious. But because he experienced something which he thought was a major problem, he came and presented it. When he presented it, he got the direction and guidance. Don't worry about this, this is fine. This is something that is natural, nothing to get worried about. So sometimes a person will be overreacting in something. So he will communicate, he'll get the direction and advice. This is nothing to worry about. Sometimes a person is shirking in something. And he's thinking that he's not serious. But when he communicate what his issue is, and he'll be encouraged to what to do and how to go about it. A person is sometimes fulfilling certain aspects, but he's lacking seriously in the way he conducts himself in terms of muasharat, for example. Or his akhlaq, how he's responding in terms of interaction with people, the slightest irritation, and he's having these uh, bouts of anger, etc., so now he will relate, this is my problem. And when he relates the problem, the doctor can only treat the person according to what he expresses to be his pain. So when he will express what the pain is, accordingly, the prescription will be given. So this is the key aspect in the process of Islam and Tazkiyah. The key aspect is the communication. To the extent that the communication will be alive, that communication will be strong, to that extent the progress will take place. The zikr that is prescribed, this is very essential. That is the energy that comes from that zikr for a person to undertake whatever he has been prescribed and to move forward. But that is something extremely important, the mamulat, etc. So this is something that's prescribed to give this person that strength and energy to progress. But the whole purpose and objective is the reformation. Otherwise the amal, everybody does. The Encouragement towards zikr, the encouragement for tilawat, the encouragement for salah. This is all in the ahadith. It's not something that's new that anybody's going to be told. So that is something we have to do in any case. But what the process here is, the reformation. The aspects that need to be inculcated in a person's life. And he's focusing on that. That way is, what am I doing? How am I doing it? Am I fulfilling all the obligations of deen correctly? And I'm struggling with something, so why? So I need to get direction on this, how I overcome this. Often, very often, when a person poses some issue of his, prior to that issue coming to the fore, that particular advice might have never even crossed the mind and heart of the sheikh also. But when a person presented it, this is the talab. When he presented it and he showed the talab, Allah Ta'ala provided that milk and the child cries. So it is the barakat of the talab of the talib. Very often that sometimes that advice is then given. And a person feels amazed that subhanallah, what a thing, it just worked out for me. But it was his talab. It was his sincerity and his talab that Allah Ta'ala granted it via whom, whomever he resorted to and whoever he referred to. So the issue is, the bottom line again comes to the aspect of that the purpose and the object is Islam. There was one 
senior alim, the name slips of mind now, he had been in communication with Hazrat Tanvi Rahmatullahi, Islahi Taluk, he used to communicate all his issues, but he had not taken bayad. He was just taking advice. So that is also one level that sometimes a person is not sure because one very vital thing, an extremely vital thing for the benefit that a person will get from whoever he takes bayat from is munasabat, what is known as munasabat, compatibility. That a person has to be compatible with the sheikh. If this compatibility is missing, now this compatibility and munasabat is not necessarily something that is in one's choice, so to say. It can be developed also over time with association, but it is not a voluntary thing. It's to a, to a degree an involuntary thing. And everybody's munasabat will not be with everyone. Somebody's munasabat will be in one place, somebody's munasabat will be elsewhere. Somebody's munasabat will be with somebody who might be even abroad and somebody's munasabat will be somebody local. And that is a vital aspect, this compatibility for the benefit. If a person doesn't have that munasabat, he doesn't have the compatibility, this might become sometimes even detrimental for him. Because due to the lack of munasabat, that lack of compatibility, this will become the situation that he will repeatedly start entertaining doubts. Because due to the lack of compatibility, everything will sometimes be a question in his mind. And this will sometimes even lead to badgumani. And that is an extremely dangerous thing for one's progress. So one must ascertain that does he have the munasabat from whoever he wishes to refer to. If he is not sure of the munasabat, then he shouldn't just dive in. He should first communicate, he should attend the majalis of that person, he should maybe take some advice on some general issues, and if he feels after a while that yes, his munasabat is there, then well and good. But if he doesn't seem to be finding that munasabat, then he should search elsewhere. That is an extremely important thing. Hazrat used to be very strong on this, that nobody must ever make any tashkil of bayat. Sometimes a person is, used to be bayat to him, and if he ever came to know that this person was encouraging somebody else to become bayat to him, he took very strong exception to this. This is not something to encourage anybody to take bayat to a particular person. The concept of bayat or the importance of bayat in general and the importance of Islam and Tazkiyah, that is obvious, that is something to be encouraged to all, because this is a very, very uh, tried and tested and proven way that if a person is committed to the process, and if he follows the advice and guidance, he's communicating regularly, he's keeping in touch, he's attending the programs, etc., then with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, this, it becomes very easy to move forward. So this is something that has come up come down from the ages but the aspect of encouraging somebody to become bayat with a particular person that is totally discouraged because everybody's munasabat is not the same somebody's munasabat will be there somebody not or somebody has been coaxed into something and his munasabat is not there this will be detrimental for him 
So we're pushing him into something that might not be good for him. His munasabat will be somewhere else. So he should be guided to look for his munasabat. Not to be directed in one direction. But rather on the principle level that you should be looking for where your munasabat is. This is something that is very important for every person to look in this direction and to undertake the line of Islam and Tazkiyah. So you should be searching where your munasabat is. And when you find your munasabat, that is where you should then move on and move forward. So this is the general or the crux of this aspect of Islam and Tazkiyah, what this bayat is all about. There are very detailed kitabs written in this, some concise ones that have been written in English as well. But his aspect of or his line of tasawwuf, he summed it down and brought it down to the very, very simple aspects of Islam and Tazkiyah and he brought it to the very core of it. There was a time when this used to be done in a very detailed manner. But neither we have that strength, that ability, that focus, that time. We don't have that commitment to make that kind of effort. So now it has been brought down to the bone. And Hazrat's Tasawwuf is very, very simple. In all the time, not that we spend much time, but whenever with Allah Ta'ala's Tawfiq, we had some opportunity to spend some time, or from the mawais that have been published and printed, other writings of Hazrat, very, very few places you'll find the very detailed terminologies of Tasawwuf, all the more intricate aspects, those discussions you'll find very limited. Whereas previously, these things used to be discussed in detail. They used to be taught in detail. The lataif e sitta used to be discussed in detail. Nowadays, this terminology is something hardly even heard. But the tasawwuf that is required of this time, Hazrat brought it to that level. And the simple thing that he brought it to, that fulfill all the faraiz, wajibat, sunnat e muakkada, and don't commit any haram. And in order to be steadfast on this, be steadfast on your zikr and mamulat, and keep in touch with the sheikh, and keep in the right company and right environments. This is the sum total of it. So he brought it right, obviously now, that will then expand. So each one has its own details, but just this was the core. Then somebody had a specific issue, he was guided in that right. But on the general level, this was the core of it. And in any case, this is the whole of deen. Completing the faraiz, wajibat, sunnat, muakkada, and staying away from haram. So what is left? This is the whole of deen. The faraiz, wajibat, sunnat, muakkada includes everything external also. It includes all the internal issues also. It's first to have tawakkul, it's first to have yaqeen, it's first to have that inabat towards Allah Ta'ala, and it is haram to stay away from haram, it's haram to have jealousy, it's haram to have malice, it's haram to have all the evils in the heart. So in any case, this brings the whole of deen in it. But it used to be presented in a very simple, straightforward manner, 
without all the intricacies and all the various deep terminologies, all that is in his place. There was a time when people had the ability to digest that. They had the ability to benefit from it and they were taken through in that direction. Nowadays, this much is what is required of us. So this is the crux of it. This is the sum total of it. And the main issue, as we explained, that the bayat of this time, the mashayikh that they take, is primarily on two things, on toba and on adherence to amal. What is to be done, is to be done, and what is to be refrained from, to make toba from that and refrain from that. And then together with that, then to follow the prescriptions, to keep steadfast on the zikr, etc. that's prescribed, and the communication, this is the sum total of it. Allah Ta'ala, give us the tawfiq of understanding all these things in its proper perspective, getting the correct understanding of deen, and following in the guidance of our elders and mashayikh. This is not something that normally do it in this way, but because of the insistence of some of the satis, and some others wanted to become bayat. So on the instruction of our elders, we're not worthy of this. But on their instruction, we've got to do it. So anybody needs or, or had intended from beforehand, not purely or just because we've seen somebody else doing it, somebody had the intention from beforehand, then they come forward. Those who can come forward in can't reach the front, may put the hand on the shoulder of somebody who's in front. I will decide something and then when I say then you will repeat inshallah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen astafa amma ba'du fa'audu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim inna alladheen yubayi'unaka innama yubayi'unallah يد الله فوق أيديهم فمن نكث فإنما ينكث على نفسه ومن أوفى بما عاهد عليه الله فسيؤتيه أجرا عظيما Repeat after me. La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. I bring Iman in Allah. In His messengers. In His angels. In His books. In life after death. That all good and bad is from Allah Ta'ala. I make tawbah. From kufr. From shirk. From bid'at. From ghibat. From badgumani. Having suspicions. Bad nigahi, casting lustful glances, and from all major and minor sins. Ya Allah, I make a firm pledge to perform my five times salah with jama'ah, to fast in the month of Ramadan, to pay zakat if it's due, to perform hajj if it's farz, and to fulfill all the laws of deen, and to stay away from all sin. 
And if I make a mistake, I will immediately make Tawbah. Ya Allah, I'm entering into the silsila of the Chishtiya, Naqshbandiya, Suharwardiya, and Qadriya. Ya Allah, accept my bayad and make it a means of my complete Islah and Tazkiyah and raise me on the day of Qiyamah with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the sahaba kiram and all the awliya of the ummah allahumma lak alhamdu kullahu wa lak ash-shukru kullahu allahumma la ma'asyi thana'an 'alayka ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه جمعين والحمد لله. Basic things to do. One is obviously the faraiz, so that is the priority. Together with that, the wajibat and sunnah muqaddah also must be fulfilled. Over and above that, we try to fulfill the sunnah ghair muakkada. But nevertheless, in this regard, one of the first things to look into is if a person has any qazas left over, if he hasn't performed all his salah, then that's the first priority. Before any nafil a person starts getting engaged in, that's the priority to complete all the qazas of the past. So the faraiz, wajibat, sunnah muakkada will be completed, but then the priority is the, all the qazas. Qaza salah, qaza fast, etc. must be completed first, that's a priority. Then in terms of hukukul, uh, together with this, any other hukukul law that are not discharged need to be done. And hukukul ibad, this is an extremely important thing. So that is the thing to check within ourselves. If there's anything outstanding, then we start sorting that out and getting forgiveness of people. <coughs> if we have wronged somebody in some way, that is the first thing, that is the stepping stone to Islam. And if that is not taken care of, that becomes a major obstacle in a person's progress and Islam and tarbiyat. With this, then the very important aspect also is the tasbih and zikr that we were to make regularly. One is daily for a start and as time goes, then when a person has got punctuality over this, then this will be increased with other askar and tasbihat. hundred times istighfar daily, even if it is the shortest form of istighfar, which is astaghfirullah, but to be done very deeply, to be done from the depth of the heart, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Feeling each time that a person is saying astaghfirullah, that his heart is being washed. And one tasbih of this, one tasbih of Durud Sharif, with a lot of muhabbat, azmad, great respect for Rasulullah wasallam, as if one is standing at the Roza Mubarak and presenting his Durud and Salam with utmost respect. So even the best is to beside the durood ibrahim but it's a bit lengthy so at least few times three times five times at the beginning 
and then even the shortest form of durood sharif sallallahu alaihi wasallam sallallahu alaihi wasallam but the same thing being done very consciously being done with a lot of muhabbat azmat this will bring a great amount of the effect and benefit so first to get this under control and have this done punctually the benefit and effect comes when this is done regularly punctually the ideal time is before fajr or after fajr because this is also the time that will be inshallah most sustainable person a portion some other time in the day too is fine but often something or the other comes up in other parts of the day so this is the ideal time that a person completes his tasbihat his mamulat his tilawat etc before fajr or after fajr this is extremely important after a month or two then one can add the zikr that we make at night the la ilaha illallah wa tasbih and allah allah wa tasbih in the manner that is done among the nawafil an extremely important thing is that we become conscious of bringing tahajjud in our lives at least the that tahajjud which is the entry level as we call it two rakats after isha after the farz and sunnah is completed at least two rakats with the niyat of qiyamul layl try and do this punctually person gets the tawfiq of waking up in the late part of the night mashallah excellent but let not this get missed out and tilawat of the quran sharif extremely important if there isn't a particular ma'mul yet then a person should start immediately and at least if not more one is not a hafiz that few pages a day at least for a start slowly to build it up to a quarter para half para the target is minimum one para so this is the tilawat of the quran sharif that we have to make as well we try to perform all our salah with takbir ula in the masjid and to focus very very sharp focus as we call it on our akhlaq this is the thing to pay a great amount of attention on akhlaq muasharat muamalat these are the things that are the primary focus of islam and tazkiyah after ibadat so now ibadat alhamdulillah we have the importance of it in our lives but often we start neglecting these things these things need to be given that very uh, very close focus and attention and whenever there is an opportunity to be able to attend whatever the programs may be then we try to attend that as well and as discussed the communication whichever way is convenient for the communication that can continue as well allah taala give us tawfiq inshallah subhanallah alhamdulillah